It has been 40 years. 40 years of prosperity, safety, and calm for the planets of the Lacunian system. 40 years since Rindoxal and the Zondo Quest team, together with the ant people under Queen Luzinia, defeated the evil Power Master and ended his campaign of destruction across the universe. The Lacunian Congress has rewritten history, casting the so-called evil Power Master as a would-be warlord who pretended to possess godlike powers. The citizens live in blissful ignorance, never guessing how close they came to total annihilation. To most, the evil Power Master is an insignificant historical footnote. But beyond this false tranquility, in the dark regions of the universe, danger looms. There, one might hear whispers that the evil Power Master's evil powers were no illusion at all. Whispers that he was not killed and merely bides his time. Whispers that he will be reborn, that he will rise up to destroy the Lacunian Dominion, that he will lead a wave of carnage and bloodshed sweeping the entire universe and bringing retribution for the world so mercilessly exiled from the Lacunian Utopia. It is whispered that the days to come will bring war. The war will be terrible, and the days will be purple. The show where three grown-ups do a show. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's the intro we're not going to use. Yeah. <laughs> That's high energy. Welcome to Booze Your Own Adventure, the show where, this time, three adults play a role-playing game in the Evil Power Master universe. Hell yeah. That's what we're doing this time. Yeah, we are. Let me hit you guys with the recap. You are Vernon Bow, Rapid Force agents with the Lacunian system, mm-hmm. and you're investigating the theft of a large trove of something called Gladius crystals by this evil Power Master cult known as the Abandoned. You tracked the stolen crystals to an orbit station nearby, lied your way on board, and discovered that the Abandoned had killed a bunch of scientists and taken over the orbit station for unknown reasons. Bo caused a big explosion, set off some alarms, and now all the guards are rushing towards him. Vern took that as a challenge and decided to set off even more explosions. Oh yeah, baby. Those have just gone off, and now everything is probably in disarray. So, do you guys have any questions before we jump in? Uh, yeah, does anybody remember which character looked like Jake Lloyd? That was... <laughs> I, just have that, I have that written down in my notes, and I know that there's a character somewhere in this universe. That was who, one of the abandoned, one of the cultists, particularly the one who wrote Long Live Evil, I think it was. Right. The bad guy whose face I saw. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 In the hangar bay, a giant explosion goes off. Five different spaceships have been rigged to blow. They all explode in a chain sequence. Fern, you see this from way back in the hangar. Uh, it results in a lot of uh, a lot of combustion, like a lot of sort of concussive force. I'd like to think that any sort of like decorative glass, like any interior windows or like sort of privacy glass, uh, has just been shattered. Uh, oh my god, that truck full of Fabergé eggs! <laughs> ground to dust. Yeah, all those space Fabergé eggs are nothing now. They're no. just it's just empty space. 
Uh, and there's also a substantial amount of fire and thick black smoke pouring into the hangar. Pouring into the hangar? Well, like billowing up oh, sure. at the top of the hangar. It was already yeah. in the hangar, but now it's like all over the hangar. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it really gets around the hangar. You it know? is entering the hangar and then continuing to hang out in the hangar. So this giant explosion rocks the entire orbit station and... Skibish. We cut back to Bo, who has just been cornered in the life support room by a pair of Zordite guards. They look real confused as the entire ship starts rocking. They do know kind of what just happened because your watch has just been explaining your plans to whoever happens to be around to listen. It was a big one. It was a big one. Ha ha ha. Bo! But they don't know how to interpret this yet. So, Bo, what do you do? He, so I, uh, so Bo's going to try and convince them that uh, he just found this device that is probably a bomb and they need to handle this situation now. Okay, what do you say? Great. Well, uh, what's a what's a good deity? Tear. Claptar. Grab Grabthar. <laughs> Grabthar's have a boys. I just found what appears to be an explosive and uh, it's 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 talking about blowing up the rest of the ship. Just car after just ship after ship exploding at huge rivulets of fire. Bo, this is awesome. Is this thing going to explode? And the Zordites look back and forth at each other kind of confusedly, and they say, Oh, no, we don't speak the same language. You can make a culture check, and maybe you speak this language. There's a lot of languages in the galaxy, so let's make it four purples in difficulty. That seems fair. Four purples. (laughs) Two failures, one threat. Okay, great. So not only do you not know what the hell they're saying, but the things that you just said to them actually sound a lot like threats in Zordite. <laughs> right. I said the word bomb five times, and I'm holding what appears to be a bomb. <laughs> yeah, they have rudimentary security training. They know bomb in like a dozen languages. Yeah. So uh, the Zordites begin gesturing toward you in a get on the ground, asshole kind of fashion. Oh, oh, oh okay, boys. Uh, no reason to... Uh, Pull out, any, pull out any weapons. Uh, you don't understand a word I'm saying, do you? <laughs> so I'll, I guess I'll put the... Uh, so I'll put what is now an improvised explosive device down. And if I recall correctly, I had just armed it before we... You'd basically failed to arm it in time before the guards show up. And what, okay. what happened was that your wristwatch dropped into the vermouth bottle, and now you can't use it as a timer to set off the bomb or whatever. I, I feel like a god of destruction. But the... So the room is still continuing to be filled with poison gas... Or explosive gas? I, I think it's more like poison gas. I think it's more like a carbon monoxide type of thing. A silent killer. Mm-hmm. Silent but deadly. So, back to Vern. You hear through the wristwatch. Do you hear anything through the wristwatch? I don't think you do. Well, so is it like a, it's probably like a push-to-talk thing, or it could be voice-activated. You know how, like, Siri's always listening? I'm going to be honest, guys. Uh, when I was picturing this, I was thinking a push-to-talk Dick Tracy situation, so I don't know if that affects anything. I'll take it. Yeah, I think that yeah, I think, good. I think, like, I think I haven't heard anything. Yeah, so you've got weird radio silence out of Bo. You know you just set off this explosion. You know that people are going to be coming for you. What do you do? Yeah, got you. Time to triangulate. I pull out my... Hang on. Where'd my character sheet go? Uh, wrist mounted. It's not on this thing. The holographic <laughs> computer interface. I pull up uh, sort of my my, uh, my computer doodad, and uh, I hit the tracking button. Because, of course, a communicator watch has a tracking button for in case we get separated. And you're tracking Bo? Bo's watch. Yeah, I'm tracking Bo's cool watch. I'm headed, I'm headed towards it. Uh, I'm... I'm uh, I'm aware that there's a lot of activity. Uh, there will be a lot of activity around these explosions. I'm going the opposite way of the explosions and uh, and, and sort of skulking. Okay. I imagine you're not alone in 
<laughs> going the opposite way of the explosions. Yeah, but... we're all all of us are panicking. Repair droids, people that look like they are just like there for the day. All of us are running. As you're running, there are actually a bunch of people coming towards the source of the explosion to investigate. So you see a couple of these slizzard creatures show up. They're wearing gray robes and pointing uh, blasters around, looking for the source of the trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what happens. Uh, Vern finds a coat rack uh, at the perch at the corner of the door where you would hang up your coat, and he uh, okay. pulls some coveralls that say uh, "secret cultist based." Uh, you know, uh, like janitorial coveralls or mechanic coveralls, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to attempt to sneak past these people. Okay, so just to be clear, Vern is like a four foot tall, like tops, uh, weird slug alien thing. Yeah, dude, and you're fucking, you're, uh, hold on, woozy slizzards are weird ass lizard people. Like, no one's gonna look twice. You know, it takes all stripes to run a space base. It sounds to me like you're using overalls as camouflage or cover, so I, I think it's just straight up stealth. Okay, well, that's, all right, can we, can you keep in mind when you oppose this role that there's a big fire and everyone's worried about that? <laughs> Absolutely. So the difficulty right. is two, but take a blue die for the big fire. Cool. Yes. No. Fuck. Whoa. That's a failure. That's a failure and an advantage. Okay, so somebody does see this pair of haunted overalls trying to scurry <laughs> toward the door. What's your advantage? Only one of them sees me. Okay. That's the advantage. And I also, and I get, and I, I sort of draw their attention away so that when I have to confront them, it's just against one of them. <laughs> okay, so they've kind of split out trying to case the joint and find the source of the trouble, and one of them sees yeah. you, and he begins to run towards you. What do you do? Where are you going? I think, I think my gut reaction is to throw the uh, costume down and just sprint as fast as I can towards where, towards where Bo is. Like in a panicked, like in a very, in a very sort of panicked mode. All right, so back to Bo. You're lying on the ground. A couple of these guards are uh, standing over you, and they seem to be, like, talking into whatever walkie-talkies they have. You don't know, but probably talking about how they've caught a prisoner or asking for further instructions or something. What do you do? Does it seem like the gas is having any kind of effect? Interesting. I'm going to spend a story point to say that Zordites don't need to breathe air the same way you and I do. No! Fair enough. You have three story points now. Hell yeah, we do. So, no. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think Bo is just gonna play it safe. He's going to very slowly sort of, like, stand up with his hands up. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, say, like, I, I surrender, you got me. Okay. And they begin pushing you down the hallway to presumably be taken to some commander or somebody for interrogation. Vern, you are hauling ass trying to get away ah. from this slizzard creature. <laughs> Why don't you make an athletics check to see if you can kind of shake him off with your speed? <laughs> Okay, well, the people at home can't see this, but my athletic score is one green. So the minimum possible score. Minimum possible score, yeah. Cool. The difficulty is average, purple. Actually, purple and a red, because I think Zordites are, or not Zordites, I think Slizzards are, you know, pretty beefy. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait, you know what? Never mind. Slizzards are an actual creature that I gave a name to from the EPM canon, and they are canonically pretty slow. So I think the difficulty is just going to be one purple. Okay. Could go either way. Fingers crossed. Nope, it's a failure and a threat. Wow. So it went the worst possible way. (laughs) Okay, so the failure is that they catch up to you. Great. Oh, the threat is that when they tackle you, your holographic tracker thing, that gets damaged. Oh, fuck. Wait. Okay, well, shit. Just the tracking part? 
I think the thing itself, but now the, the tracking system is absolutely offline and everything else okay. uh, we'll see when we get to it. Got you. Got you. So now, even if you were to get away from this guy, you're, you would know where Bo last was, but you wouldn't know where he is. Right. A slizzard has just tackled you. What do you do? I want to check my knowledge of culture or maybe science, probably science, for any physical weaknesses that they have. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be average. Okay. Xenobiology. That is a, a three successes and an advantage. Okay. You know that slizzards are actually extremely ticklish. Great. And he's tackled me? He has. Fucking tickle time. It's tickle time. <laughs> it is tickle time. And you know what? I don't think even tickle time is uh, is an unarmed strike attack. No, I don't think so either. I think tickle time is a different kind of attack, but I don't know what kind of attack. I think it might just be like a coordination roll because it's kind of like a dexterity thing. Like, can you get your fingers in there or whatever? Yeah. Can I get my fingers into the spaces? Yeah. The ticklish spaces. So make an average coordination check to give him the tickles. Average and coordination is a yellow and a green. That is a success, but also two threats. <laughs> okay. What do we think these threats are? You've definitely tickled him, and now he's kind of like momentarily incapacitated with laughter. Um, I... Okay, well, so the thing being broken's already been a threat. Here's one. His laughter is extremely high-pitched and loud and like a whooping laugh. Yeah. It's going to attract a lot of attention. Okay, great, great, great. That's a pretty big one, so the other one could be small. Yeah. Hmm. Vern is hungry for chips. He wants chips. Vern hasn't had chips in a while, and he wants chips. Mark my words, Ian. I will use that against you later. <laughs> okay, yeah, Vern, Vern, Vern really wants chips. He realizes in this moment that, like, he sees somebody else, like, it looks like he's really enjoying himself, enjoying this tickle. Mm-hmm. He has a really good laugh mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vern thinks what would make him happy, and it is chips, and he doesn't have it. And so he's, like, a little sad. So a little bit sad and a little bit hungry, Vern slips away from this slizzard who is racked with laughter. Cutting back to Bo, you're led along a hallway until you come to stand by this door. And at that point, the communicator on your captor's wrists starts to go off. And you hear some voice with like a deep kind of baritone to it. Kind of like Jabba the Hutt, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing this moment. (laughs) Give them some kind of order. And what they do is... They open up a nearby door and they push you into it and slam it shut behind you and you hear it lock. You look around and you're in a pretty dark area that looks like it was some kind of small research lab. Like think more like high school science classroom than anything else. And you hear whimpering. Interesting. I guess Bo is going to try and find the source of the whimpering. You find a cabinet door underneath one of these desks and you open it up. And there is a 35-year-old man who is bald with black hair and big glasses and like a lab coat hunched over in the fetal position. And he looks up at you and he has tears running down his eyes. And he says, oh dear, oh dear, have you come to kill me? Uh, probably not. Uh, My name is Bo. I stick out my very fleshy, just goobly hand. Okay. For a handshake. He reaches out his hand very timidly, and it's like dripping in sweat, but he kind of grasps it very limply and uh, gives you a small handshake. And he says, uh, I'm a, my name is Dr. Oddward Packard. Uh, Fuck yeah, Oddward. Uh, wh- why are you here? Who are you? Well, Bo is much better at deception than I am. So, uh, what, uh, did we have a cover? No, w- no, we didn't. We f- well, yeah, you were going to be like a repairman. 
Oh yeah, yeah, we're a pair But do you do you feel the need to lie to this obviously threatened moist individual? <laughs> what are you getting at here, Chris? Yeah, why are you gotta sneak him? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, let's play play a kanji, you know. Well. <laughs> You know how all those improv classes we took where they told you to always be as cagey as possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, make problems. Always make problems. Do be coy. Make it hard for the audience to follow what your character is doing. <laughs> ABC, always be coy. Fuck, that was the best one. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, there it is. Oh, man. I don't know. That's why I don't do improv anymore, y'all. <laughs> but we'll say instead, well, I, I can't say that I uh, can really help you get out of here, but it seems we're in the same boat at least trying to charm him and sort of like calm him down a little bit okay uh calming it down is a leadership check average difficulty uh one success three threats (laughs) weird interesting that is a weird one (laughs) so you do succeed in calming him down what are some threats that could happen in this room that you are currently locked into spiders (laughs) just he has not stopped pissing no um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that, actually. He has pissed his pants. He is exactly Otacon from Metal Gear Solid at this point. <laughs> and that will maybe attract attention later from the, the notable <laughs> aroma that it's giving off. Yeah, we haven't met all the aliens yet. One of them is going to know how to smell piss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one's called the Piss Hunter. <laughs> and one of them is going to have a bag of chips. Oh, I want them so bad. Okay, so now we are just describing like all the, uh, the gang of villains from a Kojima game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Piss Hunter, Chips. Has Chips. <laughs> Has Chips. Has Chips. <laughs> Has Chips Murderman's the name. <laughs> Has Chips Murderman. So Dr. Packard, he trusts that you're an ally and realizes what's going on, and he calms down, and he says, I, oh, I, you, we have to do something. I, I don't think you understand. The the abandoned, they, they brought me here, and they, they made me tell them all the secrets about the, the crystals and, and where the base was, and they... They 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 believe that the evil power master is here. They they believe he's here, and they're going to to bring him back somehow. Uh, Chris, they got all our secrets. We got to get all, we got to get the secrets from him. We got to capture him now. So sorry, just to go back to the previous statement, uh, that was three threats. So there's three threats of piss on this guy. <laughs> no no no, two of piss, one of spiders. Or what if like some of the lights go out? That would be spooky. Well, the room's already dark. Oh, yeah, you're right. Look, we can we can have three different threats and spend ten minutes coming up with them, or we can have three threats worth of piss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's now become like a slippery Mario Kart obstacle of piss. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's, that's the, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the disadvantage is that he can't walk straight anymore. You guys have to do a traction check every time you walk with it. The three threats are he smells bad, he can't walk straight, and he's very dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> and easy to track. Oh, if only I have my vermouth. So anyway... Back to the plot bombshell that was just dropped. He yeah. says the evil power master is imprisoned on site, and they're trying to awaken him. What do you do? The, the evil power master? That old canard, please. I thought that was just a fairy tale for stupid children. <laughs> uh, and he shakes his head. He says, I, I didn't believe it either. When, when we made this base, I, I didn't know what we were building. We just... We were using these Gladius crystals to, to create all this new force field tech, and it was very exciting. But th- there's there's a large chamber at the bottom of this base, a gravity-free chamber. And when we came in, I saw it. They're they're gathering the Gladius crystals around, and they're they're going to use it somehow. He's he's in there. He's just floating there, and you can you can just feel the evil emanating from him. It, it's him. It has to be. Shit. 
<laughs> With that, we cut back to Vern. You're in the hallway, the corridor rather. You've given the shake to the slizzard that was chasing you. You made it to where Bo's last position was and you found the life support room giving off a lot of hazardous gases and uh-huh. otherwise unoccupied. Okay. But also there's his watch and bottle of vermouth. Yeah, so time to check for science. Uh, I, 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 I want to be able to get in there to get that bottle uh, and try and see what's up with that cl- more closely. Um, but I don't. But I don't want to breathe in very bad gas. So it's not immediately kill you gas. It displaces the air gas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first thing I do is I hold my breath and I run in there to make sure that Bo's not like trapped under somewhere unconscious. Uh, and then I remember as I'm doing that that he's a robot and would not be affected by these gases. <laughs> but I'm still concerned about him and it's charming. Uh, and I get in there and I see the bottle and uh, I can I. Do, is it a perception check or a science check to know, to try and figure out what he was trying to do? Mm. Or can I just know that, like, oh, this looks like a homemade bomb? Well, so really what it is right now is a bottle of vermouth with a watch floating in it, right? Is that pretty much what we established? Yeah, that's a good point. Right, yeah, I, I, don't, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Whether you know what he was doing is really a question of your relationship to Bo. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I see that and I think, like, ah, oh, he's been in the sauce again, huh? He's, oh, man, he's probably in bad shape. I'll bet he got himself... I, he, clearly, he clearly was trying to get vermouth out by the handful, and just his watch must have fallen off into the bottle. You know what? I'm going to get this, and I smash the vermouth bottle on the ground, and I pull the watch out of it so I can have the watch. Uh, and I was like, I, I, I'm going to get this back to him. I, he, he, can't, he can't have gone far. And then, I, and then I walk back out of the chamber and uh, uh, just start sh- shouting for Bo. I'm running, I'm running the opposite direction that I came in because I know that that slizzard's back there. I don't want that guy. Mm-hmm. So instead, I just go running down the other corridor uh, shouting for Bo. Okay, so in the corridor, we have these like red siren lights flashing because of all the oh, explosions. Yeah. yeah, and we have just Vern uh, running along as slinky, spindly. Che- checking on every door, knocking on every door, shouting for Bo. Bo? Back in the research lab that you've been locked in, you have just heard that EPM is downstairs, and I think you begin to hear, Bo, Bo, coming down the hallway. What do you do? Hold on, classes. My partner's coming. Between the two of us, we can stop whatever plan they've got. He'll start banging on the door and being uh, yelling, Vern, Vern, I'm in here. Bo. So I triangulate. I get him. I'm on him. I got him. Yeah, you you guys are on opposite sides of a door right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I put I put I put um I put both of my hands and my two bonus hands up to the door and I lean up against it. I say, Bob, what's going on? Are you stuck? Hey, are you listen, did you get too drunk? I found your watch in a bottle. Oh no, I'm a robot. Uh, alcohol doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I just carry it for guests. Oh, we Okay, we're really gonna have to hash that one out. I I don't know that that's true. Uh, you think it doesn't affect you, but Okay, anyways, are you stuck in there this door? No, I'm here? just, I'm like this all the time, Vern. We've covered this. That's why I drive. Uh, are you, is it, uh, listen, is it locked? Are yep, you stuck? 100% locked. If you could uh, use your little, uh, use your science brain and figure out this lock mystery, that'd be great. I have a piss man in here that told me the evil power master's alive. Yeah, Vern, Vern, you can smell this piss man. Huh, it sounds like three threats worth of piss. <laughs> It's a lot of bloody piss. You know what I mean? Oh, God, it's bloody piss? I got medical skills. Let me get in there. Yeah, that was the second threat. I got to work on him. He's got some damage. just invented a fourth threat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, uh, listen. um, My uh, wrist-mounted holographic computer interface uh, took some some damage when I I had a little scuffle with a lizard man. Did you know this ship's got lizard mans? Um, 
We should. It's a little. It's a little dicey out here. I, um, I'm gonna try and bust in. How about that? And she's a metal door, right? Hey, you're talking to fucking Vern the Vern the locksmith over here. Stand back. I think what he I think when he says bust in, he means try to pick the lock. That makes more sense. Not throw his 45 pound body against it and see what happens. <laughs> right. Uh, ow. Okay. Yeah. I got four shoulders, technically. Okay, so, Burn, this is a average Skullduggery check, and you can take a blue die because you have the standard issue Rapid Force Digital Lockpick. Fuck yeah, I do. Two advantages. One failure. Okay, you don't get the door open. What are your advantages? Uh, uh, somehow I managed to rejigger my cool wrist-mounted computer zapper back together. While you were trying to pick the lock? No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I got four hands. My big hands were doing the big work. My little hands was doing the little work. Oh, like a little, you had like a little fidget spinner yeah. and you were just, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. And, and it was like re, reprogramming, like putting on a new screen cover for my uh, wrist computer. Okay, what's your other advantage? Uh, I shook all the vermouth off of uh, <laughs> Bo's watch. Great. It still stinks of vermouth, but. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, it's going to need, need a wash. At but least I do it's have, no longer wet. Yeah, all of my equipment's functioning again. Okay, you can't get the door open. What do you do? Ah, uh, I can't get the door open. Um, can I? I'm gonna listen, Bo. Just this shoot gonna, it. This well, <laughs> uh, I'd miss. That, this is gonna sound crazy. I'm gonna try and talk you through uh, the foolproof lockpicking hack skill that I know, and I want, <laughs> and I want you to take all my advice real closely, and we're gonna see if we can't pop that door open from the inside. You should see a green panel. Okay, yeah, I, I, I see it. Yeah, it should say like. Wow, this door is locked, or something like that. Yep. Okay, I want you to uh, find a rock or heavy piece of metal. Okay, uh, I'll use my elbow. Okay, because you're a <laughs> robot. I get it, yep. you're a robot. Now I want you to smash smash that green panel just as hard as you can. Ian, pick another skullduggery check to find out if that is, in fact, how to open this door. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it just says one advantage. I think we jiggled it loose. Listen. <laughs> Bro, I think, listen, uh, I, jiggled, I jiggled it a crack so that I can slide him his communicator watch. Man, don't you love these parts of RPGs? Wait, uh, uh, could, we could use a story point here, correct? I want to see if we can't use, like, a um, science roll or a mechanics roll to, like, override the lock mechanically. Would that be possible? Or is that, is that I, not a... I think it is possible. I think the, the trick is that you've already been, like, outside the store for at least yeah. 60 seconds, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in a hostile territory, so... True, true, true. Um, Vern says, uh, all right, well, let's see if this works. Backs up as far as the corridor will allow, mm -hmm. and he runs at full speed, and he throws his tiny body into the door, and I spend a story point to open the door. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, ow! <laughs> Fucking hell! God, these doors are tough. Ugh. Well, they're made of metal, buddy. Yeah, so are you, but you're cool. These doors are rough. These are rough doors. Anyways, uh, hi, Pissman. Uh, oh, uh, hi, wait, hi. no, his name is Dr. Uh, Do Dr. Pissman. Hi. Hello. Dr. Packard. Well, well, you're close enough. Do Dr. Oddward Packard, yes. Nice to meet you. I, my name is uh, the thrice resplendent Cluvernulox Sheldmakalor Piftish. Uh, you can also, you could just call me Vern. Um... What's going? What's going on? Did you guys see those lizard guys? Yeah, they're in a cult and they're trying to bring the evil power master back. He's real, by the way. I didn't really? think he was real. Yeah. You know, uh, I had like a sixty forty on it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So Pissman says he's real. Listen, uh, Bo, just between you and me, 
piss man says he's real. Yeah, he's, he's covered in a lot of piss. I, I realize. He's also pissed himself. Yeah, so maybe we take this. I'm right here. I can I can hear everything you're saying, but you have to believe me. Okay. I mean, well, you, this is look, son. When you you choose to piss yourself, this is the sort of conversation that you have to sit eh, through. Yeah, we. I, it's not that we think less of you. We just don't know you. Um, but you know what? You're not shooting at me, so I, I'm on your side. Look, uh, what's our next move, Doctor Pissman? Um, and he says the the, the evil power master. He's he's too well guarded. They have so many guards there. I don't I don't know how we could possibly get down there to do anything. But I know mm. I know someone who might be able to help us. Ah, cool. Is yeah? Uh, does he also smell like piss or? Seems unlikely. Okay. He's he's upstairs. I heard them say something about the the evil power master will he'll want to deal with him personally. So they they didn't they didn't just kill him like they did most of the scientists here. He's. He's upstairs confined to the crew quarters. He's a... You may have heard of him, a a droid. He goes by the name Rendoxol. Hmm. Quick, quick cue. Aren't all all robots super horny for Rendoxol, or is that not yet? That's a good question. I think Rendoxol is not famous yet because the Purple Days Wars, where he kind of got famous, haven't really happened. So he was part of the original Zondo Quest incident, but that wasn't all that publicized, really. Right, no, it's kind of been, kind of a black eye on the rapid force. Right, they got a kid killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burned a whole colony of ants alive. You know what? This is a stupid thing to roll for because you guys work in the EPM cults unit. And you've been doing it for a while. Even if Rendoxel isn't common knowledge, it'd be silly for you guys not to know about him. He's a he's a prominent figure in like the one recorded EPM incident. Right, 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 right. So, uh, but I think that settles it, man. We gotta, we've got to, uh, we gotta go talk to Rendoxel. All right. Uh, is 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 he confined by a lock to the crew quarters? Because we might not be a guys in that case. But uh, <laughs> Bo mutters as they head towards the crew quarters. I guess third time's a charm. I, you know what? You'd still been sucking here. So he says, "I I don't I don't know. I I didn't help to Im- to imprison him or anything. I just I know they said that's where he is. Crew quarters usually have like a push button barrel lock. You can sort of." Put your elbow into it and knock it open. Pro- probably. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. That was a joke, Pissman. Just lead the way. Christ. But him's Packard. Onward, Pissman. Listen, uh, Vern, Vern, uh, Vern puts one, sho- one hand on his shoulder, um, and he reaches behind him, and he says, Listen, that might be trouble, Pissman. Do you know how to use one of these? And Vern uh, puts some hard candy in his hand. He says, I, I suppose I could try to force it down their mouth and see if they choke on it? The killer instinct. Good. We'll put you on the front lines. Thank you for your service. And he makes like a whimpering noise. <laughs> and he leads you guys to the, ah, oh shit, what's it called? Not an elevator, but a... Oh, hold on, I have it written down. Turbo lift? It's, no, that's Star Wars. Free fall communications tube. Free fall communication tube, <laughs> yeah. Is. He leads you to that. Uh, it's currently unguarded because all the guards are running around looking at the explosion. And you guys are able to head up, in a relative sense, toward the crew quarters. But I never, I never asked you. But why is your watch? Why was your watch in a, in a bottle of wine? What was that? What the? Oh, it's like the room was filled with explosive gas. I had a laser in the wristwatch. I was going to use my vermouth bottle to make it blow it up. Oh, okay. Well, points for creativity, I guess. Oh, did you turn off the gas while you were in there? No, nope, no, nope, did not. Did nothing of the sort. Got okay. the got the watch. Saw you weren't there. Left. So that gas is just uh, free flowing, I guess. How close was that to the fires in the hangar? Doctor Tucker Packer goes shh, and he points down the hallway, and you see a pair of Mandorians standing guard by a door. 
These are thugs from the planet Mandor in the Zaros system. They're seven feet tall, they have brawny arms, and they're all covered in hair that's as coarse as steel wool. And they emit a stench that is comparable to Oddward Packard's current piss stench, and it's just overall overpowering horribleness. Huh. And it seems like they're standing guard at one particular crew quarter's door. I, I mean, that's the... That's gotta, that's gotta be the place, right? I mean, you don't put that kind of muscle in front of nothing. Uh, so is this a place where we, ha- we can, like, have a little chat, or...? Yeah, I think you could probably, like, go off into one of the other crew corners silently and have a second to strategize. Uh, yeah, we do that. <laughs> we, go, we go to where we can have a conversation. Uh, all right, Packard, tell us what you know about these cultists. Are they, what's their leadership structure? Is there any way we could maybe talk our way past these guys? Um, their their leader is a is a, is a guy named Krissik. He's a he's a Naras. Are you familiar with them? I mean, I am. But let's. Why don't we all just say it at the same time out loud to be sure? <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'll just go ahead and tell you they're 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 a warlike race. They're they're gray, muscular humanoids, but they have like four really beefy arms and no head, and their face is located in their torso. Ah, uh, this is a machop. It was more like a Maychamp, except move, just like Photoshop the head down into the abdomen region, and you've basically got it. <laughs> it's like a, a, a Machamp Krang situation. Wait, and so that's who their leaders are? Well, that's just the one guy, Krissick. He's leading this particular oh, oh, oh. band of them who did this whole Gladius Crystal heist. Uh, okay, well, um, all right, uh, um, very enlightening. Um, uh, Dr. Pissman. My question to you is, um, what are the fire safety measures like in this base? Interesting. Are we talking sprinklers? Are we talking foam? Are we talking vent into the uh, exosphere? Like, what's our what's the sort of protocol for, for a major fire on this level? Let's think this out. What do we think the International Space Station has for fire protocols? Uh, it's it's got to be vent everybody into space, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stop the fire. You can always get more science, man. Shoo. <laughs> um I don't know, probably water cuz they have they have like reserves of water. But like is water Then you have water effective? everywhere. Yeah, and, no, and like then you got all those electronics, yeah. And like it goes everywhere. Like it doesn't even flow into a drain cuz there's no gravity, right? It's just kind of like everywhere. I I think there's somebody's literal job title that is like fire reduction planner where they're like no static electricity, no nothing. Here's what I think. I think it's it's got enough kind of like sealed off points, kind of like airlocks at various points that for any given room, you can just say like, okay, everyone out of this room, we are going to vent it and it should just be over in a second. Yeah. And all the oxygen goes out. Close it off like you would in a uh, nautical vessel. Yeah. Or the science documentary Armageddon. Yeah. What did, what did I say? <laughs> it's like the same thing. We're cool. I have a plan. Uh, I'm going to set Bose communicator watch in one of these chambers, and I'm gonna turn the volume up to aggravating, which is the highest setting that the volume goes. Uh, and then we are all gonna hide behind uh, uh, in a different place, and we're gonna make it sound like there's somebody in there who uh, wants to cause some trouble. And then all the bad guys are gonna come into that room, and then we're gonna seal it off, and then pull the fire alarm. And then bingo, bango, hopefully they don't, they need oxygen to breathe. And then they'll pass out, and then we'll get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? The old distractor-roo. The old distractor-roo. Dr. Packard kind of nods and he says, I suppose that could work. Fuck yeah. And then if it doesn't work, you know, uh, we'll turn into a bomb and just fucking throw a bomb at him, I guess. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't think it turns into a bomb. That'd be a ridiculous wearable device if it turns into a bomb. <laughs> well, it is a laser. 
Oh, fuck. That's a good point. This is a ridiculous thing. Bo, you had that on your arm. Yeah, I've had, of course I have my laser wristwatch. Okay, I'm going to set up this trap uh, in a one of these rooms that definitely could seal off if we pull the fire alarm on it. Okay, so you need to sneak into a room that is close enough to them that they'll hear the watch, and you need to do it without being spotted. So this feels like a stealth check. Okay, I mean, I just, just reminding, I can turn it up very loud. You want to spend the story point to say it can be from the room you're already in? No, because we need to leave that room too. Uh, I mean, well, it also can shoot lasers. I feel like that's, I mean, I'm assuming that lasers is like a Star Wars style pew. Is that, uh... I'll go with that. So it'd be like if you, if you set up like a, if, if guns had selfie timers. (laughs) Oh yeah, fuck yeah. And then it just shoots a bunch of lasers. Right. Lasers will attract anybody. Cause that was my plan for the, uh, for the vermouth bottle was I would set the, again, selfie timer (laughs) on my gun and uh, it would just go off while I was in the same room. I also, I also think if we if we shout something like "Oh fuck, he's got a laser," and then all the lasers go off, somebody will somebody will come running. I do think that, like, given that it is a watch, it would be weird for me to say it doesn't have a timer built into it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, this thing has a selfie timer for its laser yes. mode. All right, got it rigged up. God, I would just love to see the uh, the acquisitions department. Like, oh, sorry, you want to. You want, but you want the trigger on a on a timer? Are you, Chris? What's your stealth look like? I have, I got two greens. Yeah, me too. Stealth's not going to work. Let's just put it in the room next to us. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to set this watch bomb to draw these Mandorian guards, and then with the hopes of closing the door behind them and turning on the fire alarm that will reduce the oxygen in their room, or at least lock them out. Okay. You wait 30 seconds for the selfie timer to start going, and then you hear. From the room next door. Oh, fuck. Somebody's got a laser. Vern shouts. <laughs> you better check it out. Let's see. Why don't you make a deception check to see how well this goes? I think if you do really well, they'll both go and investigate it. Otherwise, they'll play it more cautious. I feel like probably the liar between the two of us would be in charge of deception, right? Chris, are you? how much is your deceptions? Two yellows and a green. Yeah, do that. You be it. You be the deceptions. And then do I give him any points for helping with this deception? Yeah, by saying, yes, I can confirm that there are lasers. Yeah, but like, does it translate to, to shapes and colors, Mark? The shapes and the colors. Yeah, you can take a blue die. Woo! We're really just here for the shapes and colors. Yeah. Uh, my God, he's got a laser gun. So many lasers. Please, God, help us. Strong guards. I need help. There's, there's more than one of them. T- two lasers. Uh, sounds about right. Two advantages. So I think they do the cautious thing, which is that one of them immediately goes to investigate and the other one continues to stay on guard. What are your advantages? So Vern, his plan was to, like, activate the lock from elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So could one of the advantages be that uh, you've used your wrist-mounted computer to hack into the localized lock system there so you can activate the lock from our safe position? So basically your advantage is that you can immediately lock this guy into the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm cool with that. Got another one? Skadoosh. <laughs> what about this? The other guy is un- is caught unawares. So if we wanted to, like the other guy guarding the door, uh, if we wanted to close in on him, we could. Yeah, sure. He is doing Sudoku on his phone. All right, well, that's one of them, boys. Uh, I think with our numbers, uh, we, you know, and 
throw Pishman out there to distract him, and then we clobber. What? What? No, I don't. I don't like this plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Listen, listen. Uh, Doc, we'll be there for you. Uh, we push Doctor Pishman out into the hallway. Okay. And immediately, the Mandorian at the end of the hallway, his head snaps up because he has smelled Doctor Pishman's piss. Oh yeah, Natch. Uh, but uh, Bo and Vern are still hidden in that doorway. Okay. So I think we hear like the the the, the perspective is of us huddled, huddled down and Pissman looking down a hallway through the doorway like just terrified, uh-huh. and we have like these thundering footsteps <laughs> running towards him. Yeah, like he sees the Machamp like head just like. No 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 no, yeah. no 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 no. Uh, Krissik was a Naras. This guy is a Mandorian. He's very hairy and also stinks. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's um, two uh, different species. I see. Okay. Yeah, so I think Vern, Vern looks at Bo and he says, Hi, Bo, you think of what I'm thinking? You, re- you ready some, for some violence? The old Bo Shampoo. Nah, nah. I have no weapons. My weapon is in that room. It's okay. I got a badass gun and you're just going to punch him. Right at that moment, as you're looking out the door, you see this giant creature, like seven feet tall, just run by and this wave of death stench washes over the room and he just runs straight forward, does not break his stride and punches Dr. Packard in the face and he just goes flying and is just carried back out of sight. And he keeps running. Roll for initiative. Oh boy. I got a success and two advantages. Uh, four successes, one advantage. You got two successes, three advantages. So, Chris, you go first. So this guy is covered in steel wool, correct? Coarse hair, as thick as steel wool. Okay, so uncomfortable, but not armor? Yeah, you wouldn't make a blanket out of it. Okay. <laughs> Unless you were trying to atone for something. Uh, okay, so Bo's going to try and get a, a running start and karate kick him. Make your melee check. Uh, and take a blue die, because I don't think he sees you. I keep trying to do combat, when really I should just be trying to charm him. <laughs> Hi! Let me through, please! Hello, sexy. You know, I think the, the one gap in your logic there, Chris, is that you don't guaranteed speak everybody's language, <laughs> which could get in the way. Hey, se- uh, sexuality is a universal language. It's true. That's ah, gonna get you, land you in court someday. <laughs> that way. Uh, two successes, four advantages. Wow, okay. So what is that in damage? Four. And then what are your advantages? And so then there's a special knockdown for two advantages. Uh, it's a flying kick, and it just knocks him right in the head. Jesus. Uh, and he just he goes goes to the ground. Uh, I guess dazed, but not, like, dead or anything. Okay, awesome. It's his turn next. I think he's going to have to spend his maneuver getting up. Also, you guys remember you have maneuvers in addition to actions. Actually, I don't know how much of that you do remember from last week, Chris, but you do. <laughs> I mean, I think we all remember it. I think we just say it out loud at the same time to make sure. So he's going to get up, and he's just going to, I think, go over and try to punch the guy who is apparently a threat, which is this robot. So it's just three successes. What happens is he stands up and just rears back and punches you way harder than you have ever been punched before. And I think you get knocked back a couple of feet. Not enough to be, like, knocked on your ass, but it's pretty bad. That's going to be six damage. Oh, boy. Uh, Ian, it is now your turn. Okay. Um, I would like to roll for a perception check to see if I can find anything that this guy might be bad at. (laughs) So that's not a perception check, right? That's more of a xenobiology type of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, science. Science. Hard. Three successes. Really? Yeah. Awesome. So you do know he has some kind of weakness. What do we think their weakness is? 
They're really hairy and they stink. They got to have a butthole somewhere. <laughs> Just go ahead. Look, before we get into stepping on balls chat uh, for the next four hours, I feel like we just... It's just going to be this one guy. Uh, let's see. Ooh, how about this? Okay, so if you look at a cat's skull, like their orbital bone in their skull doesn't close. Like it doesn't close all the way back around like a human's does. Okay. Um, so there actually is like a soft meaty bit at the top of a cat's head that goes right into their eyeball meat. Okay. I, there might be something like that on a Mandorian. Okay, there is. Okay, cool. So I know that, and I am close enough to use my holdout blaster, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to shoot him in that spot. I'm going to shoot him in that spot and see what happens. Okay, so that is a hard spot to hit. It's pretty small. It's on the top of his head, so the difficulty is going to go up if you want to aim for that. What about this? What about this? What is? What if my maneuver is mm-hmm. to crawl on top of him, putting myself in great peril? <laughs> I don't think that's a maneuver. I think that's more of a athletics check. Grappling check! Yeah, okay. Well, that won't do. I only have one green in athletics. So you could also try to, like, spend your turn this round just trying to get into a more advantageous position, like climbing up the wall or something. Yeah, okay, so he hasn't even seen my ass yet. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to climb up into the door jam uh, and, like, squ- like sort of spy- spy- like spider climb. Mm-hmm. And I'm going uh, to squeegee myself, uh, and I'm going to try and brace with one good hand mm-hmm. and one bonus hand so I can still maneuver my uh, blaster with my good hand. Okay. So I'm going to spend my turn maneuvering to the top of the door jam, positioning myself right at like a good kill shot for this dude's head. Okay, I'm just going to give you that instead of making your roll for it. Chris, we are back to Bo. Uh, all right, well, I guess it's going to be another unarmed strike. Okay. Also, if you want to use your maneuver, you can spend a maneuver to aim, which gives you a blue die, or you can spend a maneuver to go into a defensive pose, which will make it harder for him to attack you. Yeah, so I think Bo will sort of get into like a defensive pose which looks exactly like a uh, old-timey boxing position okay <laughs> uh and then he's gonna just like do a kick so you put the dukes up guarding your lack of face and then out comes the kick roll it out comes the kick interesting three successes three threats well, how much damage do you do yes yeah, so that'd be five and three threats Here's one. I think this guy is so terrifying that you kick him and you see that he still is like not all that phased by it. And this is extremely worrying to you. And you start to worry, maybe you're not going to make out of this alive. You're going to take two strain damage from the psychological torment. And I think the other threat is that he sees Fern. I don't cut an imposing figure. (laughs) So now it's his turn. He sees that there is this 12 Mo trying to line up a holdout blaster shot at his weak point. And I think he's going to try to grab Vern off of the ceiling or wherever you are. God, God damn it. Interesting. He fails with an advantage and a triumph. What, what is a triumph? It's a super advantage. Oh, boy. So he does not manage to get you off of the ceiling. You are still up there. You are perched and you are set up to make this kill shot. What is the triumph? Here's an idea. You guys set up this timer laser, and it has been blasting, and it has blasted a hole through the room that it was in and into your room. There is now a small fire going, and you know that within 30 seconds, this room is going to be evacuated of air. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh. So with that, the alarm starts going off. It says, please vacate the room for... What's the word I'm looking for? Fire danger. Please vacate the room for venting. Ian, it is Vern's turn. Vern's turn. Um, Vern 
is going to shoot this dude in the fucking skull with a gun at close range. Very close range. The difficulty is one red. And can I, how do I spend a blue? Can I spend a blue? Yeah, you can spend your maneuver to aim, which gives you a blue die. And you can also do story points if you really want to nail it. Huh. Yeah, I want to do that because I'm fucking sick of this motherfucker. Okay, so the way the story point spend for rolls works is just that one of your greens becomes a yellow. Okay. Okay, that roll is one success and one advantage, uh, which makes which means six damage plus one plus whatever I like if it matters that I shot him in his soft spot. Yeah, so let's just say with the success and all the work you put into it and you got the advantage, this is enough to take this guy out. Maybe he's dead, maybe he's not, but he's bleeding profusely and he is out of the fight, laying on the ground. He is about to be vented into space. Good. Then for my advantage, I would like to jump down from this doorframe close enough to be able to put a hand on Dr. Pissman to drag him uh, where we need to go. You guys scurry over and grab Dr. Packard and bring him back into, I think, the room you were originally lurking in and slam the door. And a couple of seconds later, you hear the whoosh as all the air is sucked out of the adjoining chamber and the Mandorians with it. Fucking Bo, we gotta get you a gun, man. We gotta get you a gun or something. This is this is hard. Oh yeah, I suppose my laser wristwatch is now flying through space with those Mandorians. Yes, that's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. We saved it once, you know. But you lost it one time. I lost it one time. You know, the heart wants what it wants. When we get back to the quartermaster, we'll tell him. We'll tell him it was damaged in the line of duty. We got to patch you guys up. Yeah, so Dr. Packard is seemingly bleeding out, and Bo is looking not great. Yeah, want to help, let's say, Packard first to stabilize him. Okay, average medicine. All right. Ah, fuck. Hang on. Yeah, fuck. That's four advantages, but two failures. Oh, boy. Yeah, so you are not able to treat his wounds. He continues to bleed out. You got some advantages from doing medicine, though. What do you think they are? I don't know. Is there no way that I can just, like, keep him, like, objective, keep him from dying? Is that not a thing? And then we haul around an unconscious man? I mean, so the role is to stabilize him, and that failed. So we have to respect that. Truth. Um, what if my advantages are that? Yeah, he cut his clothes away, so at least that some of that smells done, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three three of the advantages I spend to remove his three threats of piss. Actually, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my my fourth advantage is that um, there was a well, no, because that guy stunk like shit too. Um, <laughs> there's a Footlocker in our room because we're in crew quarters. There's a Footlocker that has new jumpsuits for all of us, and we all have cool <laughs> new jumpsuits. Yes, yeah, yeah, nice. There's even there's even one that fits me, but except for my bonus arms. Uh, but I cut little holes in it with my pocket knife that I awesome. Bo is also kind of wounded, but in a robotics kind of way, so medicine is not going to be the check there. Uh, I think mechanics probably to fix him up. Oh, cool. Guess what? Guess which two skills I have are identical. Yeah? Yeah. Is it an average check? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Three successes. Okay, Chris, heal three wounds. Ah, nice. So you guys have a dying out Dr. Packard, but you have fancy new clothes. And you know that the way is clear to the room where you believe they're holding Rindoxol. Ah, we gotta, we gotta do something about this guy. Is, do you got anything in your robot kit we can do to just sort of like staunch the fucking bleeding so he doesn't die? Uh, that's not really what I'm good at. 
a cork, like a, a use an old sock. We just gotta jam something in this dude. Give him a nice massage. I uh... that would increase blood flow. I think that that would be counterproductive. I think the massage is a nice idea, Bo. Doctor, can you prolong the bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So Bo has this is entirely outside of his wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, for for what it's worth, in my mind, what you guys are doing right now is role playing out. Vern's failure to save this guy. That's all that's happening. Yeah. Uh, I don't want him to die, though. Tough. You should have done better at medicine. Uh, yeah, my bad. If only you listened to your parents' advice and gone to space medical school. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Bo. Uh. What's that behind your ear? It, it, it's, I don't see how a silver dollar is gonna help, but... Ah, but this silver dollar is a story point. <laughs> You want to spend a story point to stabilize him? Yeah, we, I do not want Dr. Oddward Packer to fucking die. So I want to do that, but I forgot the mechanics. Normally, it would be upgrade the role. But in this case, I think we'll just spend it to say, like, narrative magic happens. How does Dr. Packer miraculously stabilize? Uh, Vern sheds one single tear, and it drops, and the camera follows it in slow motion. <laughs> and it hits uh, right, in, right in Packard's face where there's the most damage and blood. And, and, uh, and, 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 that, and that revives him. Okay. I think he's probably still super fucked up. For what it's worth, I'm not giving you magical healing tears going forward, but in this one case, it works. Huh. Dr. Pissman! Oh, wow. We, look, uh, we really thought you were dead there. Yeah, he gave us a, quite, a, quite a fright, Dr. Pissman. So, I don't think he wakes up. I think he's just not dying. Oh, okay. Dr. <laughs> Pissman! <laughs> you start slapping him. Dr. Pissman! Oh, he's not waking this guy's out. Yeah, he's not waking up. He's well, it looks like he's at least stabilized. If you want to keep working on him, uh, I'll go try and find Vendoxel. Yes, splitting up sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> or, or, I mean, I, we, do, you want to, do, do you want to come with? I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a jerk. Yeah, know? let me just uh, hang on. And then uh, uh, Vern situates the unconscious body, sl- sort of slings him across Bo's robotic shoulders. <laughs> All right, we're good. Okay, you guys head down the hallway. And you come to a door that is uh, just got like a handprint ID thing on it. Ian, you could probably get in with a little bit of computer magic. Yeah, all right. Because I'm telling you what, man. If I couldn't, if I don't get to meet this fucking guy after all this, I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna be dis- very disappointed. Let's just say that. It's an average computer's check, and take a blue die for your digital lockpick. All right. Three successes, one advantage. So the room opens up. It is pretty dark. It's just a small bedroom bunk type area. All the lights are off. There's just one window in the back, which is illuminating the room as this orange light from the nearby sun spills in, and a single ray of it lands on the body of a syndrilical droid who appears to be just powered down in one corner. And it has fleshy hands, and it's shaped like a garbage can, and you recognize the apparently deactivated husk of Rendoxol. I think the advantage is that there is a person in the room with it, and it's a little child and he's wearing a gray robe, and he has the face of Jake Lloyd from The Phantom Menace. <gasps> Bo! It's that, it's that kid we saw. He did the spray paint. It's the spray paint kid. Hey, hey, get away from him, spray paint kid! And spray paint kid stands up and kind of backs up to the wall. He goes, who, who are you guys? The fucking police, man. We're the fucking police. We saw what you did. I, 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 don't, know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. I... No, I don't, I don't know either. Listen, what are you doing in here with the turned off super robot? I was just, I, was, I don't know, I felt, I felt bad. I, everyone came in and they were, they killed all those scientists and they, they came up here and they, they, they grabbed him and they, they, 
shot him with this thing and he deactivated and yeah. I just I really wanted to find some way to yeah. bring him back to life yeah not, not, not so much fun being part of an evil murder cult now is it huh now that you see the huh I, I didn't think it would be like this I, we, usually we just hold up convenience stores and stuff and make cool flyers and pass them out at the student center that does sound pretty cool <laughs> you gotta help me do you know anything about about robots I don't but my friend Bo here I am a robot. That doesn't mean that I'm any good at <laughs> robot surgery, for Christ's sake. What are you gotta be? You gotta be better than me, for fuck's sake! I don't. Wait. No, I do know a lot about robots. Yeah, yeah. Let me at that. Let me at that trash can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so I look. I, uh, Vern walks over to him and he sees. And he's like, he's like, sort of uh, rubbing his chin with his bonus hand, his right bonus hand. He's like, ah, yeah. Hmm. That seems. It was a crude job, but it's effective. It seems like they really, uh, they really, they really zapped him uh, good with this one. And that is two successes and two advantages uh, as he jiggles around with a, with a knob. He, j- he jiggles a, a knob on Rindoxol. Okay, uh, you jiggle a knob, and then a single blue light appears on the top of Rindoxol's dome. Get away from me, you, you low-life air-breather heap of protoplasm! Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. All four of my arms are up. My main arms and my bonus arms, they're up like, whoa, bud, whoa, bud. Hey, 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 look, it's my friend. He's a robot. And he throws his arms up as if in a defensive stance. And he looks over and sees Bo. He says, Can it be? Another another droid from F-32? I thought I was the last one. Well, I, uh, checking, checking character sheet. <laughs> well, no, so, like, uh, my uh, character background was just, like, Bo's basically a sexy toaster. Uh, but is <laughs> just sort of an inspirational toaster. I mean, if you want to break it down. I don't think it can be a coincidence that you are a toaster with fleshy hands, though. I think that's a very deliberate design choice. That's a good point. In that case, I think I'll probably play it like Bo is not aware that that he's from F-32, but he does have those soft, weird, fleshy hands. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, as far as you know, you're just like some droid. You don't know you have any special significance. Yeah. So how do you react? Uh, uh, look, pal, I'm I'm not from, uh... F thirty two. I don't even know what that is. All right, I uh, would. But I think it was a. Com- I think it was a compliment, man. I I don't know what it means, but like I. I... And Redoxol rolls forward towards you, Bo, and he rubs one of his weird fleshy hands across your dome. <laughs> Face off style. Yeah, he says, "No, I would remember this form were a thousand years to go by. You, you are a brethren of F thirty two, one of the last scions of our world before the evil power master destroyed it." That, that that can't be right. I I feel like I'd remember something like that. While this while this weird sort of like self actualization happens, me and this kid whose name is Crunch because <laughs> I got those advantages and so I get to name him. His name is Crunch. Me and Crunch are playing Bliff Cop Six on my cool portable wristwatch. Oh, you've got Bliff Cop Six. I haven't played any of them since Bliff Cop Three. Listen, listen. You can you can play on my save file. Just don't save over it, all right? Unless you're good, okay? Because if you're good, <laughs> you know, save over it. But if you're not, just, uh... And he looks you in the eye and he says, I'm very fucking good. All right, Crunch, put up or shut up. Uh, ten space bucks says you can't beat my high score. Deal! And he starts going to town on Bliff Cop 6. He shakes my bonus hand. Because <laughs> he's a kid. Yeah. And Redoxol, uh, Bo is like, There may not be much time. We... The abandoned have finally found the place where we have locked up the evil power master, and they'll be trying to set him free right now. It, it won't take very long. We, we have to do something. Uh, we were kind of 
uh, and Bo kind of looks at Vern. Uh, we're kind of hoping you'd have some ideas on that front. Yeah, I, I'm good at setting explosives, and that's always an option. So but... far, we've set three fires, and we've yeah. almost gotten a Pishman killed. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Poison uh, gas. Uh, but listen, we heard we heard he's in the basement, right? We heard he's in the basement. Why don't we just set this whole uh, station to blow, and then we'll uh, jet out of here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that seems right up our alley. Yeah. And you see Rindoxal rubbing his fleshy hand across where his face ought to be. He says, An explosion. Yes, of course. We do have those nuclear devastators on board. <gasps> they're too powerful. I think you mean too final. Too, they're, too, they're, too per- they're too final. Yeah, they're too permanent. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I think, I think you're right. We... We, we might have to do that. If if the evil power master is to wake up and get his hands on the technology that we've been using to imprison him, he'll surely be able to, to take it and render himself immune. There, there'll be no way to stop him from there on out. If we can if we can set up those nuclear devastators to go off in time, then we can damage him and destroy the technology all in one blow. And as long as I survive, maybe we'll be able to put it back to use one day. So we pan back to Vern, and he clearly has not been paying attention <laughs> Since you said nuclear, since you said, yes, we can set off the nuclear devastators. He's been running calculations. He's been going through scenarios. He's doing like air math in his head. He's like, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, where are these nuclear devastators? They're located in the, the main control room in a special chamber that requires two keys to open or two people to kind of twist locks at the same time. You've seen shit like that, right? Yeah. High tech stuff. Goldeneye. Yeah, exactly. The question is. How much time do we have? And at that moment, the light in the room takes on a weird hue. You all look out the window, and the big orange sun that has been showing light over the room has turned purple. Well, that's... that's interesting. To be continued. Can we identify real quick before we keep going who's jerking it?